again. Thank you, Bonnie Chase, for supporting my visit. You just heard me sing Just Being Me, and it's from my new album called Chosen. And I wanted to share it with you because being you is the greatest gift that you can express, right? That the divine needs you to bring your best self, your highest self, to every moment of every single day. And I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about being excellent. I'm talking about being conscious in your thoughts, your words, your deeds, and your actions. So this is the beginning of the New Year spiritually, and we honor Advent. And when I looked up the definition, it said Advent is the beginning of the spiritual year for churches. It's observed the four Sundays before Christmas Day, and it's meant to be a celebration of of earthly birth of Jesus around 2,000 years ago, but also a preparation and an anticipation for the second coming of Christ. Charles Fillmore said, Love is an inequality that sees good anywhere and in everybody. It insists that all is good. And by refusing to see anything but good, it causes that quality finally to appear uppermost in itself and in all things. So, today I want to talk about love. I want to honor love. And my talk today is going to share with you the three pillars of loving. Love of God. Love of self. Love of humanity. So, pillar one, love of God, and this is, this is really a recognition of the divine and the connection to a divine force and an energy and an essence that is everywhere in all things. It's the very breath we breathe. It's the life in all, as all, through all. So connecting and staying connected and connected to the divine, it, it's a practice. It's a devotion. It's a dedication. And it's not about blind worship. It is a relationship with a foundation of unconditional love that is so powerful that our eyes are deeply open to witness the divine in everything and everyone. Now, I'd like to say that this is not easy because we have a lot of distractions. This kind of love is unwavering because we are so assured that God's spirit universe is ever-present and ever-evolving. This is where it gets really interesting. It's not easy to see God in the circumstances of the world. There's poverty, there's war, there's abuse, there's illness, and God is our attention. But the thing is that we're being called to have a deep faith. You either have it or you don't. If you can stand in the fire of life and still trust that God is there, miracles occur and consciousness rises. Many years ago, I had a student in one of my classes, and she came to me at the end of class and asked for prayer. She had a cancer diagnosis, and she said, I'm a doctor, 
and I know all the information about this diagnosis that I have. But aside from the treatment, I want to be in prayer. I want to have a deeper trust. I want to remember that God walked with me. And I was really, I was really touched when we did a prayer together. And she continued to show up in my classes, and we prayed. And then one day she stopped company praying, and I continued to pray for her. So several months later, she comes back and she tells me she's cancer free, and she's so grateful because this experience that she's gone through had deepened her faith. And the only thing she wanted to do now was to be more deeply in love with God and love the people that were in her life and remember that God loves her deeply. So, a few years later, she came to me after service, and she said, my cancer has returned, and it's more aggressive. So I asked her, well, what do you need? And she said, a deeper trust in the divine and the old king. So we prayed. And that prayer continued through all of her treatment. And then she was made aware that she was going to make a transition, that it was imminent. And so her family called me and asked me to come to see her when she was in hospice. And when I sat with her, I asked her, what did she need? And she said, please sing to me. And please pray for a deeper connection to the divine as I need. So I sang and we prayed. And she made her transition a day later. But what I remember most is the love of God. And the continued care to take a deeper dive into trust. So my question to you is, can you love God so deeply that you will not be moved from the knowingness that God is and exists in all things in every area of your life? Ernest Holmes from The Art of Life said, Life is an infinite energy coupled with limitless creative imagination. It is the invisible essence and substance of every visible form. It's nature's goodness, truth, wisdom, beauty, as well as energy and imagination. And our highest satisfaction comes from the sense of conscious union with this invisible life. All human endeavor is an attempt to get back to the first principles, to find such an inward wholeness where all sense of fear, doubt, and uncertainty vanishes. So that takes me to pillar number two, the love of self. So this, to me, this means raising Christ consciousness. And Christ consciousness is an awareness of a higher self um, in the universal system, and that we are a part of that. That 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 it can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. But the common understanding is that it's a state of consciousness in which a person has found self-realization, self-mastery, and a unity with God or the divine. So we're all spiritual beings, but the thing to remember is that we're also human, and this is what makes life so interesting. I want to give you some tools. So if you have a pencil, you might want to write these down. So the steps to loving yourself. Number one, put your relationship with God first. This will keep you grounded and it will keep you clear. Number two, be mindful. Truly commit to 
some of you take responsibility for your feelings and your behaviors because they don't make you do anything. You get to choose. Number four, practice unwavering self-care. And this could be a non-negotiable. You first. Your needs, your desires, your health, your well-being. It will raise the frequency around you being a better people. Number five, be clear about your boundaries. I want you to remember you teach people how to treat you. Number six, surround yourself with conscious, loving, kind people. Bless those that are not, and don't let them infiltrate your life. And some of them I know are in our families, and you can love them and bless them and make sure that you are in their frequency only when you're healthy, strong, and vibrant. And number seven, practice self-compassion. You know, none of us is perfect. So, we have to accept our character flaws and then pay a full attention on becoming more conscious and awake. Jesus the Christ was a human being but was fully intentional on living a conscious life and teaching us to do the same. So, where do you need to be more conscious to amplify the Christ consciousness in you? It's something that I work on all the time. How can I be more loving? How can I be more awake? How can I be more alive? How can I be more authentic? And then that takes me to pillar three, which is the love of humanity. You know, I know that you've heard this a million times that we're interconnected, right? And if any part of humanity is healing or transforming, we're all being affected on some level. And if any part of humanity is suffering, then we're all suffering on some level. The disconnect and the division that we're experiencing around the world is really, I believe it's about a belief in separation. If I have more money, more power, I can control life. If they believe differently, there must be a quality of enemy present. If I don't understand you and your beliefs, there must be something wrong with me. But here's the thing. If we were all the same, that would be totally boring. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Making diversity on this planet. So the question becomes, what if we loved one another, accepted one another, even if we don't agree? I just returned from Egypt, and I take people on pilgrimages around the world. So I took 12 people with me to Egypt, and the first day was a day of rest after big travel. And my husband and I were at the pool, and I saw this Muslim couple come into the pool area, and the woman had um, was covered head to toe. She had something around her head, and she had black uh, on her arms and all the way down her legs, and this was her swimming attire. And her husband um, was helping her. She was a little afraid of the water, and so she got into the water with him, and he was helping her. And I could just see the connection between them. They came out of the water, and her husband left for a while, and she was there. And I started thinking, I wonder if she's hot in all of that black. Because it's just not the here, right? And then that took me down kind of a rabbit hole of thinking, I wonder if Muslim women love the attire and the tradition of the attire. And my mind was just wandering, and then I said, Cynthia, you know, 
is back to being at the pool. And so I, when I go to the pool, I exercise by, you know, usually there's music playing at luxury hotels. So I was doing uh, aerobics in the water and swimming and, you know, just having a good time. And then Paul and I went back to our room. So the next morning, we're in the restaurant, and this woman and her husband come in, and I'm really excited to see her. She's so beautiful. Something in me, hidden in me, I got out of my seat. And I walked over and I said to them, Do you speak English? And the husband said, Yes. And I looked at her and I said, I just want you to know how beautiful you are. And then you know something miraculous happened. She looked me in the eyes and she said, I have loved you from the moment I saw you. You walked with such confidence and you moved with such ease as if no one's watching. I want that. And so I looked her in the eyes, and she looked me in the eyes, and her husband was like dumbfounded, I'm sure. And then all of a sudden, she threw her arms around me, and we had this extraordinary embrace. In that moment, not one ounce of separation. No matter where we came from, no matter what religion, no matter what clothes, no ounce of separation. I, I just want you to know that that amazing connection was so powerful for me because what it was was just love. Not love of anything myself or her, but love of humanity. So for the rest of the day, I wondered what it would be like if I could see and reveal that kind of love with everyone I met. Whether we spoke or not, whether I understood them or not. What if I saw God in everything and everyone? What if it was clear that we were blessed? So the interesting thing for me is the rest of this trip, I practiced. I smiled at people. I was curious. I entered into conversation. And we were in a jewelry shop. And, you know, there were a lot of people behind the, the counters that were trying to sell jewelry and stuff. And I really wasn't interested in buying jewelry on this trip. And a man came out from behind the counter and he walked up to me and he said, You've been here before. And I was like, Oh no, this is my first time to Egypt. And he said, No, I know you. And I said, well, no, really, I haven't been here before. And then he said, well, then maybe I just recognize your face. And he walked away back behind the counter. He wasn't trying to sell me anything. And in that moment, I thought, my intentionality to be connected to people was radiating so much that this man across the room saw my soul. Yeah, what, what if we could do that? What if we could... See the goodness, see the light, see the love, see God in every experience of humanity. That would mean that we all have a seat at the table. That would mean that we would be vibrating love and frequency of love everywhere, everywhere that we were. So I want you to know that you're, you're blessed always, right? Always you're blessed. So let's, let's just take a moment. 
and go in and, and begin to breathe slowly into the heart, into the body, and activate your imagination. Ask to be more connected to the divine. You don't have to know how that happens. You're just by asking. You're telling the universe that you're open and available to enhance your faith and step into a deeper relationship with God and breathe that in. And take a deeper breath. And in your own way, ask God to support you in a deeper level self. To support you in loving yourself so profoundly that your commitment to self is undeniable. That you love yourself the way you've always wanted to be loved. You are actually asking to expand the consciousness that lives within you. And breathe that in. One more deep breath. Now invite God into your heart to love humanity beyond circumstances, beyond separation. Invite the divine to tear down the walls of separation that live within you. To support you in being a vibration of love radiating across this planet in every interaction.
So once I get this done, then I just simply let go and I trust it and I allow it to be. And I say and so it is. And as you stay in this state, I invite you to listen to Blessed Always as a reminder that we are all in the loving arms of the divine. Many blessings.